3: Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast where, of course, we will be discussing Tottenham's win here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Spurs 2, Fulham 0. Of course, Spurs go back to the top of the Premier League table. I've got three very special guests to talk about tonight's game. Back with us is actor Ricky Norwood, fresh from the ice. Of course, he's just joined Dancing on Ice. Ricky, pleasure
0: to have you back. How are you, mate? I'm good, my friend. I've been missing you guys, man. I've been missing you guys. I've been missing the football. I've been missing Ange. I've been missing the three points, and I've been missing saying that we're still top of the league. Come on, brother. It's good to be back. Let's have it.
3: We've also got channel regular Craig Dimon back with us. Craig, how are you?
4: I'm all good. I'm all good. Yeah, yeah. Another another win, which is great. Um, Becoming a bit of a habit, isn't it? So, yeah, can't wait to get into this and let's discuss another win. I'm
3: certainly getting used to it. I'm loving it right now. Um, we've also got um, Daily Mail journalist Ollie Gamp back with us. Ollie, how are you?
1: Uh guys, I can't I can't hear you. I don't know what's going on with my sound. I might have to I can't I can't hear a word. Can you hear me? We can hear yeah. you. Yeah. We can hear you can, can, hear can hear me. You. Okay. For some reason I can't hear you. Uh, Ollie, pre- just say what I thought about the game. I thought it was a great game. I'm great, I'm glad to be back, by the way. First first appearance of the season. Um, yeah, smashing result today. Everybody was on it. Um, it was perfect. Um, I finally enjoy watching Spurs again. It's amazing. Um, I cancelled my five-a-side uh, match with the mail today, and they are all like, why are you cancelling? And I said, well, Spurs are playing. And they were like, well, that's not till eight o'clock. And I said, I don't care. I'm excited. Um, so, yeah, I just I love watching Spurs play now. For the first time in a long time, Conte was just sucking the life out of all of us. Um, And now I just love watching us play and we're just playing amazing stuff. We're top of the league. Like, what can I say? It's just a really, really good time to be a Spurs fan. And while you guys ask the next question, I'm going to try and get my sound to work because I can't hear anything you're saying.
3: (laughs) Well, while Ollie does that, let's have a look at the league table because, of course, as I said, Spurs are top of the Premier League table. We are unbeaten. We have played nine. We have won seven. We have drawn two. We have a goal difference of plus 12. We have 23 points. And dare I say it, if Spurs beat Crystal Palace on Friday evening, we will be five points clear at the top of the Premier League table. Ricky, how does that feel?
0: Mate, it feels it looks so good, doesn't it? It looks so pretty. It looks so gorgeous. And we've been there a couple of times, like and we've hovered around first for a little while, but to be this there is different. Yeah, to be there consistently for a little while and the way that we're playing right now, it's just so good. It's just so good. I'm I'm done with, like, all the pundits being like, oh, no, they can't sustain it. They can't do this. Listen, don't worry. Don't listen to the noise. Just enjoy every game as it comes and enjoy every single one of those free points that we earn uh, after every single game right now, man. It's, it's, it's fantastic to see. I'm absolutely buzzing. It is so nice to see this side come together and kind of start to flourish you know um so i'm super happy with this side right now i'm super happy with the style of football and even happier when you get three points bruv what more can you ask for
3: i've got to keep unmuting myself and muting myself because uh, they're now they're now playing all these songs sweet caroline is on now here at the top moxford stadium um craig let's start the show with you your thoughts on today's game of course um in my opinion, it was a very professional performance. It was a very good performance again by this Tottenham Hotspur team. Uh, created lots of chances. Of um, course, Son and Madison on the score sheet today. Um, but your thoughts on the game this evening?
4: Yeah, it was... Um, well, after we went it up and took Madison and Son off, it was kind of... <coughs> they kind of put the brakes on again and were just trying to see the game out, which is unusual because I expected us to... Carry, carry on playing our alley as said they play you know they don't stop they go if they score two they go for three and four but but obviously tonight they just wanted to see it out and once Madison's sun went off that's exactly what they're trying to do it was a bit dicey at the end there actually I think against the better side if we conceded that would have made the last five or ten minutes a bit more squeaky bum time to be honest with you so I'm sure there's something that they'll they'll want to look at but um on the whole um, football's just about the results and, and getting another three points massive massive achievement again um, to be top of the league um, it's funny when I was looking at when Sky put the league table up at the end of the match I'm so used to looking your eyes go to sort of the middle of the screen to see you know fifth, sixth and I thought hang on we're Spurs and you have to do double take that we're top you know so your eyes go up to the top of the screen it's, it's just not something you're used to but it's just such a great feeling and like I say, it could be 5 points clear going into Saturday's games before anybody's kicked a ball so you know that that's um that would that would be a statement i know we'd obviously play one game more at that point but it's just being 5 points clear uh, i don't care where we are in the season that that's uh, that's good isn't it and i'm sure they're ahead of where they want to be but uh, not getting carried away but very very happy with where we are and how we're playing football, because its it, we, I think we deserve it. It's such a change from what we've been used to. Ollie, let's come to you. Are you
3: getting carried away now? Because we are a quarter of the way into the Premier League season.
1: Um, as you know, Chris, I never get carried away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but people have been coming up to me at the office and saying, oh, you think you're going to win the league now, don't you? And I was like, I don't. I know my club too well. Um, no, I think it's very—it's a very, very positive situation. Obviously, it's very weird for us to be top of the league. Uh, I don't think we can get carried away because Arsenal did get carried away last year and they crumbled. And I don't want us to get too excited and crumble. Um, but I was just saying to my a friend of mine. I think I think we'll be in the top four all, all season. I think we'll be there or thereabouts. To use a very big cliche. Um, I think we're challenge, And most people, you know, you talk about someone like Paul Merson said we were going to finish in the bottom half. And look at us now. We're absolutely cooking. Um, so, yeah, it's not a time to get carried away. It's time to be excited. Um, I've eaten humble pie. You know, I'm sure we've all done it. We all, none of us wanted Ange. Let's be honest. Uh, maybe you did, Chris. I don't know. I think you did. Yeah, you did. Um, but not, but Craig, I don't think you wanted Ange. Ricky, you didn't want Ange. But, you know, we're all happy to be wrong. I'm very happy. I was incredibly critical and I'm I'm so happy to be wrong. Um, but it's just like, it's just a joy to watch us play. Like, I was just watching us there, even at the end of the game where we nearly conceded. We were still pinging it around in our own box. And I was just like, this is, this is just a privilege to watch. And that's what it means to watch Spurs. It's about uh, playing with flair, attacking football. That's what we want to see. And we've been waiting to see it for so long. So it's just, um, I'm just really enjoying it right
3: now. Ricky, how excited are you about Handful? Right? Because, you know, I, I've always said, you know, in previous weeks, I've said, I'm not going to get carried away. But like Ollie just said there, I think there is so much more improvements uh, to make from this evening, but we are still winning. We're sitting top of the league, we're unbeaten. A lot of pundits have said, well, Spurs haven't played anyone yet. We played Liverpool.
0: I mean, we played Arsenal. What, what more do you want? Well, I think we know as Tottenham fans that we're not really going to get the credit that we deserve until it's rammed down their throats. But I mean, when you look at this side, and it's not just Ange. Um, you know, the, the recruitment has is, is, is suddenly turned up Trumps. You know, the, the the work that Paratici has put in in, in getting in players like Vicario, you doggy. Um, You know, um, bringing in Saar, you know, bringing in Basuma, you know, Kulazewski, bringing in these players that are now really starting to flourish under a manager that knows what to give them and and how to unleash them, but keep them still structured, keep them still disciplined. Um, You know, you know, today's game, it was a crazy one because the first half was 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 electric. Um I thought Vicario was fantastic today, you know big saves today he was commanding he he came for crosses he you know he he caught a lot um you know he he was he was there and he's somebody that you can trust, and now you don't have any anxiety if there's a one on one with him right now or if he's got a save a shot you you've kind of got that belief that you know what nine times out of ten he's actually gonna save it or get it away or do something that's not gonna lead to a goal and and those goals that do do come then they they don't affect us they don't affect our, our mentality they don't affect the way that we play we carry on playing you know that first half was fantastic we should have got like a couple of goals in that first half easy just for the way that we were playing the way that we dominated the ball the way that madison the magician is just like, dictating everything and they can try and kick him up in the air you know i i, I don't know how Paulinho didn't get any cards whatsoever today you know, um, but you, you you can try and kick him up in the air, and it, it just doesn't affect him. He actually enjoys it. He actually goes, "All right, cool, I'm getting under your skin," and and he carries on and he carries on. He it doesn't stop him, you know. Um, you know, Sonny, being the leader that he is, he came back. He looked rapid, and we we know he came off on international duty. We know when he went into in, in, in international duty that he was carrying a little a, a little knock. So. To see him out there flying about, chasing down, pressing high press, you know like being there for the midfielders as well as the attack and and being a shining light, and you know setting up medicine for that second goal as well, it's just it's like and scoring the first, you know it's been so good to see, and I, that's why the, like the second half of me kind of disappointed me a little bit it it kind of got a bit bitty and and you saw how much we missed. Uh, Your you doggy and saw when we took them off, the energy just kind of it just kind of shrunk a little bit. And you know, uh, it was a very professional display in the second half. We kept the ball well. Um, any chances that we did give away, there wasn't really panic stations like there was last year or the year before when we was in certain, in, in similar positions. You know, there was controlled chaos. Uh, there was a controlled effort to kind of. Be united and and be together and and stop whatever balls were coming in, whether it was a cross or a shot or an overlap. They only got a couple of sniffs at goal, and if they would have had a striker that could, you know, put put away the chances that they had, maybe we'd have a different opinion of this game. But. They've done tremendously well uh, in all aspects. And that ain't even, this is still the beginning of what Ange ball is. This is still still in its infancy of what this team can become. And that's what's exciting. Not just the team, not just Ange, but the recruitment. Everything's coming together right now. And uh, long may it continue, bro.
3: It certainly is everything. Because the under-18s are sitting top of the under-18 Premier League. The under-21s are sitting top of Premier League two. The women are third, but they were top at the weekend. Uh, another great display and another great win from them at the weekend. And of course, now the men's first team sitting top of the Premier League table. Um, the feeling is back, Craig, isn't it? That 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 good, you know, feel factor is, is good. You know, it's back here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium.
4: Yeah, it's yeah, it's been missing for a few years now, isn't it? And uh, you know, I know we got excited a few times under Conte, and there was. at least some good games and good performances in there, but on the whole really it wasn't that feel-good factor all the time like it is now And and, because you just know you can see the plan, you know the way we're going to play now it's going to be exciting, the fans are are kind of back on side Um, to have a manager come in and and win the fans over as quickly as he has done is is just unbelievable, you know the, the songs at the end of the of the match like you say playing islands in the stream i don't know if they were playing that in the changing room or something well it seems a bit of a weird one to me i love the song by the way it's just uh always seemed a bit funny but you know hey whatever gets people uh, you know hyped up and i'd imagine it's another good atmosphere at the end of the end of the game today but it's all about that you know it's no surprise that all the teams are doing well because that feel-good factor is back in the club, and it's infectious, and it, and it just bleeds into every part of of the club and, and all the levels and, and all the teams. So it, it's just great. I mean, there's no negativity at the moment. The only thing for me is I'm why Odogi and um and sar went off. I know they got a few knocks. Hopefully that's just precautionary while they went off. Uh, I thought Hoybier, I'm not sure we'll come on to it. I thought Hoybier was really good tonight came in and deputized for bisuma pretty well and of course we got Benton Coeur to come back into this team so so you know there's there's plenty of reasons to be uh, to be smiling and and be happy at the moment so there's very little neg- negativity and much I can say against anything we're doing at the moment which is fantastic it's, it's almost like wow, hang on this you know we haven't got these dark clouds hanging over us and things to moan about like we did last last year's podcasts, you know. So yeah, incredible.
3: I love recording these podcasts when the football is like it is and the results are the way they are, and Spurs are top of the Premier League table. I tell you, it's fantastic. Ollie, let's come to you. Let's have a look at the stats uh, this evening. Um, Tottenham Hotspur had fifty six percent possession to Fulham's forty four percent shots. Spurs fifteen, Fulham ten shots on target. Spurs five, Fulham three corners spurs three fulham five and fouls spurs 10 fulham 14 um ollie what are you expecting now with spurs having such a great start what is your expectation at the end of the season because of course you you just said you didn't want Ange foster Coglu. there were a lot of fans doubting the appointment of Ange foster in the summer what are you expecting now
4: oh
1: very very you're asking the tough questions today chris um it's that there is an expectation um and then there is a reality um I'm expecting given the performances we've had this season I'm expecting top four um I'd be shocked if we didn't finish in the top four given the kind of level we're playing at um I'm not expecting a title race I've got to say I I hate to be the the um the negative one but uh, Ricky, come on. <laughs> but the thing is, though, I, what I think is going to happen is I think we're going to be in the title conversation until about February. And then I think reality is going to kick in. Um, but I think it's going to be a learning curve. I think, you know, this is this season is going to be so uh, crucial for us under Ange. Um, I, I'd love to be wrong. I'd love for us to be battling all the way. Um, but I, I just saw, I saw what happened to Arsenal last season. And I think they got, Crashed down so hard from the sky, they really thought they were going to do it, and I think that was what killed them. It was the dream that killed them, um, as something I think somebody said that in a film or something. Um, but I think we need to keep, I think, and what Ange does really well is he keeps the the expectations in check. So I think people keep saying to him, you know, trophy, trophy, this trophy, trophy, that when are we going to win a trophy? And Ange is like, I'm not here to win a trophy, I'm here to build something, I'm here to. To create an identity if we win a trophy along the way then great but that can't be what my focus is on and i really like that i was like okay great let's just take the pressure off that's that's perfect that's exactly what we need because spurs are obsessed with trophies as we should be because we need to win some and it's embarrassing that we've gone so long without one um but the focus has got to be on improving playing great football and then letting the rest of it take care of itself so i think if we carry on the way we are we'll mount some kind of title challenge that i believe will collapse fairly early into the midway point of the season but i think we'll you know we'll stay in touch and distance i think if we, you know i'm sure you guys i oh, sorry i thought i said everybody <laughs> only <Sorry. laughs> really fat boy sorry um <laughs> i think we would i think all all three of you would bite would bite you know you'd you'd take fourth right now wouldn't you surely course, My, i could yeah. be wrong I, I could be wrong but i think you'd all take fourth um so yeah i think i think that is what we can expect to answer your question chris we can expect a top four finish a title conversation i think we'd be i'd be very shocked but you know the way we're playing who knows we're top of the league but then again do you know what i think about we were top of the league in december under jose and look what happened there we finished eighth or something sixth was it i don't know but we didn't do well
3: i think it's different this time ollie
1: I know it's different, but I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just trying to keep everybody chilled. Let's not get too. <laughs> Don't
3: worry. I, I'm I'm chilled. I'm not going to get carried away, and I'm going to say on this podcast every single week that I'm not going to get carried away. But I think
0: secretly inside, I'm I'm getting a little bit carried away.
1: We all, I think, we all but, are inside.
0: But 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 you know what? The fact that we're in the conversation, the fact that the questions even being asked after the last couple of performance, uh, last couple of season performances. You know, the fact that the question is being asked right now shows you how far we've come. And that's why I I agree with exactly what you're saying there, Oli, in the sense of get excited, you know, get excited for the anticipation of the game. Get excited during the game. When we get those three points, get excited too. But of course, you know, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen in the league? But our manager has said, the the big man himself said, no ceiling, no floors. So... Do you know what I mean? Go out there and don't worry about the noise. Just just keep cheering, keep being excited, keep believing. And who knows what could happen? Who, who knows what type of special season this could be?
3: Ricky, let's stay with you. I want to ask you who your man of the match was this evening because there are so many contenders, in my opinion. Vacario made a couple of great saves. Mm. Min Son... He has now scored seven Premier League goals in the nine Premier League games so far. Unbelievable. Madison with his first goal at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in a Spurs shirt this evening, who I thought was absolutely unbelievable again. Um, but it just seems week by week under Postacoglu, there are so many players that you could name to be man of the match. Who's who, 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 was, who was yours tonight?
0: You, you know what, bro? Like all of the, those that you suggested are, uh, you know, if if they were man of the match, it's hard to argue against. But you know what? For me, I'm going to go for not somebody who's unsung, but exactly that. That's who I'm going for. I'm going for Romero. Um, I thought Romero was absolutely immense. The way that he changed the pace of play, the way that he calmed things down, the way that he drew Fulham in so that he could then have an empty space to pass into, how controlled he was, how calm he was. When he drifted into the box and he... Who did he set up? I think it was Kulu, and Kulu should have sh- shot. I think it was that one. It mean, was, you know, nobody was expecting it. Everyone was expecting Romero to pass out wide, and he passed inside the box and just baffled everybody. And I think that his leadership, he's 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 maturity, and you know the fact that he takes pride in the shirt and wearing the armband. You, know, he's he's week in week out. He just keeps impressing me. And who knows where that guy is gonna rank on the all-time list of great centre-backs that we've had at the club but boy he's definitely up there and I'm loving his work right now he is like he's just a super special player and, and the partnership that he's building with Van der Ven, Van der Ven again there was times where you know Fulham and William I think it was there was many times that he put a ball through and their, their player I think it was w- Wilson I'm gonna guess but there was many a time that their player was clean through but Van De Ven's pace just kind of got him back there and just confused that player. And, and then it ended up being a block or, you know what I mean? Or it ended up being a tackle and and, and then we started pressing and pushing again. So, yeah, for me, though, the the, the man of the match, uh, it, it, for, for me, I'm going to go for Romero because I just thought he was absolutely phenomenal.
3: Craig and Ollie, shout some names at me. Who, who would be your man of the match?
4: Um. I'd probably have to agree with Rick. I'd say Romero overall, but there's arguments for Madison. Uh, I thought Hoybier played really well. To be fair to him, I thought his his ball for um, for Madison's goal through to Son was outstanding. Mm-hmm. Actually, first time pass, so you know credit there. But you know most of them played well tonight. Vicario, you could you could say another clean sheet. Some really good saves. Um, all, all of them. I think it's one of those rare games where everybody played really well and nobody really, um, well, nobody let the team down, that's for sure. Um, you know, it, it's. Uh, I, I would personally go for Romero, Chris, uh, if you're going to push me for a name. I thought he was great. They're playing the Big And song now as
3: well. I don't know whether you can hear that. <laughs> Ollie. what yeah.
1: about you? Um, I'm going to throw another name at you. a guy who really impressed me was Kulisevski tonight. I just think he was bombing up and down. He he looked like he was playing on a dance floor. The way he was pirouetting in and out of people, spinning people, running, um, cutting in. uh, He was just causing all sorts of problems. Um, I I think, you know, Madison was was undoubtedly one of the stars of the show, very deservedly took the man of the match. I think you could have given it to him. I think you could have given it to Romero. You could have given it to Son even. I think everybody shone. And I think it was one of those games where, you know, when Spurs... Um, give out the suggestions to Man of the Match. I think you could have put four, four, four or five or six names out there and it could have been fair enough. So for me, Kulusevsky, followed by Madison, followed by Romero, but you could juggle them around in any order. I just think everybody was so on it tonight. Van de as well, he was superb. Everybody, everybody was great.
3: It goes to show, doesn't it, what, what a difference it is when you can name so many players to be Man of the Match because yeah. some of these podcasts over the last couple of years, we've really struggled to name a single player. That's the big difference. Um Ricky, let's come to you. In the second minute, Hunmin Son had a chance. Goalkeeper saved it with his feet. Um, and then Madison then had a couple of free kicks. Wanna get your opinion on the on the free kicks because the one to you doggy seemed to go terribly wrong. Um there was another one that Spurs went close. Were you surprised that Madison didn't actually have a shot
0: on goal? I, I was. I was because there was there was three free kicks and I thought at least one of them he would he would go for goal. But you know what? He's that clever and he's that smart that you know he he sensed that everybody felt that he was going to go for goal. So again, to confuse the opposition, um, you know he, he he decided to try and be clever. And it's it's very rare that you you doggy ain't switched on. Do you know what I mean? But it even took him by surprise because the way that they were shaping up and the way that Madison had his eyes on the ball, especially on the first one. Everybody thought he was going to shoot. Everybody, everybody. I'm sure everybody at home, I'm sure everybody watching felt that he was going to shoot. So it would have been a really clever um, short free kick. It would have been a clever move to make if it did come off. And that just shows you his intelligence. He doesn't just go for the obvious. He, he goes for the things that's going to confuse and kind of disrupt the opposition. You know, when you think he's going he's to turn one way, he turns the other. You know, when, he, when you think he's going to pass, he keeps it. It's so many times that he just does that he just changes in the moment and 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 sells the opposition sells the defense you know um you know and and makes him look a bit silly at times so it didn't surprise me well it did it did I felt he would have had at least one shot on goal because you know he, he he hadn't scored at that point um at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and you know you would have thought that one of those he would have been licking his lips for to try and score from one of those but he ended up getting his goal tonight anyway so not too bad and yeah how can you even level any type of criticism towards madison do you know what i mean you know that guy's a magician you know he he has a picture in his head and he knows exactly where everybody is at all times and there i think there was only like one pass. i'm gonna say maybe two but one that i can remember that was Slightly ahead, and I think it was out to Richarlison, and it went off for a throw-in. I think, um, <clears throat> on a breaking passing move. But yeah, he's a magician, and he he's, he's um, he's he's just phenomenal. So there, there's nothing I can say to even try and critique Madison. You know, I, I'm like, I want the boys to be a little bit more switched on and go, be ready for for, for the unexpected.
2: Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. picture the scene all of your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go partner this with your team playing champagne football perfect order mcdelivery now on the mcdonald's app there's nothing quite like a mcdelivery at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com
3: ricky i know you've got to go shortly tell us quickly about the um dancing on ice um you know what you're doing at the moment because um you're you're in training how's all yep. the training going and uh when do you actually start officially and when do the live show start
0: well yes so i have signed up to be on dancing on ice i've worn my hair so long because um all my time is dedicated to training right now um so i train every day 2 hours dedicated with a one to one coach um you know last week i didn't you know it it was crazy it was terrible uh i i I fell down a couple of times i couldn't find my feet but you know what from the monday to the friday there was an improvement every single day and by the end of the week i felt a lot more comfortable on my feet i knew what was being asked of me and this this week we're, we're really kind of tuning into technique and 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 how it should be done rather than just getting away with things so um yeah it's been a great start to this week it's a great adventure it's something that i never thought i would do but it's come along at the right time in in life to kind of take on a challenge and you know something that scares me a little bit because i i might i don't know whether you guys know this but you know back in the day i used to do a bit of street dance and dancing on the floor is one thing but dancing on ice is something totally different all the rules are upside down hands and arms and where your balance is and where your center is it's, it's crazy it's absolutely nuts but I'm enjoying every single minute um we're training up until December 15th I think it is uh we break for Christmas and then January it all kicks off so from January 2nd and 3rd I think it is we start training again the first live show is going to be January 14th on ITV. It will be a Sunday, so um, hopefully Tottenham ain't playing, or if they are, they kick off early. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun journey. Um, hopefully I uh, don't fall flat on my face on the ice come show night, and hopefully I'm kind of competent in, in some way, shape or form. Um, but yeah, still a long journey, still a long way to go, but I'm enjoying every single minute, brother. It's, it's, it's such a rush. Someone's saying here, don't do a Gemma Collins on us.
3: <laughs> no, don't do that. Um, I tell you, Ricky, no pressure, but but do bring the trophy home. So early. I'll early try, it, man. We want to see you holding that trophy. So oh. uh, I know you've got a very early start. So you're going to yeah. leave us now, but hopefully we we will get you back on the podcast very very soon. Um, of course, I know you're very busy training to do dancing on ice. So very best of luck with it all, and uh, hopefully Thank we'll you, brother. See you
0: soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Best of luck, Rick. And the break break a Love break. to all of you, man. You take care. Come on, you Spurs. See
4: Thanks, you, Rick. Mate. See you, Rick. Take
3: care. Craig, let's come to you. Um, in the 21st minute, um, Vicario, um, sorry, no, let me go back. In the 12th minute, a corner uh, from Fulham. What a save from Vicario. Another player, um, you know, Ollie mentioned that no one wanted Postacoglu. Um, a lot of people didn't want Vicario as the goalkeeper. They wanted David Raya from Brentford. What have you made of Vicario in yeah. the Maltesburg shirt so far?
4: I think he's been phenomenal. Apart from the uh, dodgy first half against Brentford, um, I just think he's been absolutely outstanding. I think he would have gained a lot of confidence in the Manchester United game. Thought he played exceptionally well in that, and <clears throat> you can see he's just grown and grown. I think he's got better with his feet. Um, you can see how much of a good shot stopper he is, that save tonight was outstanding to his left, I honestly thought that was in, but he somehow got to it, Um, save against Jimenez in the second half, a bit more closer to him, managed to parry it away, away from the goal though I just think he's been exceptional, and uh, another great purchase, and it's kind of proved everybody wrong, I I was in the Raya camp, I was disappointed when we didn't get him, but Um, And I thought we were going for the cheaper option. But to be fair to Vicario, it's just been absolutely phenomenal. Um, Yeah, not much else I can say about it. I mean, I'm sure they're they're not gutted we didn't get Ray. I put it that way because um, what surprises me, actually, when we're talking about goalkeepers, is what's happened to Hugo Lloris. It's just really strange, isn't it? You know, he was number one club captain last year. and, And now he's still at the club. And he's not even making the bench. It's, it's Forster on the bench. I mean, out of the two, personally, I think Larice is a better keeper. But uh, perhaps he just wants to go with, you know, somebody who's going to still be at the club and they're expecting Larice to be going in, uh, in January. I don't, I don't know. But um, apparently he's learning from him and Hugo's been really good with him. I'd just personally like to see Hugo get a few minutes in the game before if he does go, if, if they can do that. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange one. Very strange. But Vicario, fantastic.
3: Yeah, I get what you mean, Greg. And I did think that uh, a couple of months back, particularly when we played that Shakhtar Donetsk uh, friendly. I thought Vicario mm. might have got a few minutes. But I think it's all about the future now. Um, yeah. And to talk about Hugo Laris, I don't think that he had that distribution that Vicario had today. Because in the 21st minute, um, he caught a cross from a corner, threw it immediately out to Kuliseski um, to get us on the attack straight away. Ollie,
1: what have you made of Vicario so far? Um, I was also in the didn't want him camp and wanted Raya camp, um, but you've seen that Raya, even though he's now first choice Arsenal keeper, um, all is not well with Raya. Um, you know he's not quite confident, he's not quite commanding as Arsenal would like. I think I think they'd be better off with Ramsdale, to be honest. Um, and I don't think it'll be long before he comes back, but I don't know whether Arteta is going to stick to his guns or not. But no, Vicario has been very what I like about him is he's very commanding. Um, he's very organized of his box. And I kind of don't worry about him. Like we've had a lot of um, we've had a lot of goalkeepers. My dad used to call Horelio Gomez Butterfingers, and I always got nervous about Gomez. I got nervous about even like Brad Friedel because you know he was he wasn't very young. He was quite old, so he didn't have that agility. And Hugo, as good as he was, gave me so many scare moments. Um, but with Vicario, I just feel like, I just feel so comfortable and so calm. I, I know he's going to just pounce on every loose ball. Um, and there was a few moments, I'm sure you'll agree, uh, you guys, that towards the end, um, Fulham easily could have got a goal back or even two. And when we were kind of getting sloppy towards the end and he just, he made, he made himself big. He, you know, he went off his line a bit. Um, he reacted well, made some really, really good saves. The the, the one in, early on in the game was really, really impressive. Um, I think he made a couple more throughout the game, but yeah, he's just solid. And I think having Mickey van der Ven and Romero with the, with the, with the partnership they have and the understanding they have really helps him um, because we've had some really shocking um, partnerships um, over the years. Like we've had Eric Dyer, we've had, um, we've had Davison Sanchez. And I think that makes the situation even worse. So having, having a really, really good set about pairing, it just it can not only help Vicario, but it can help the whole team. Um, so, yeah, I've been really impressed with him. I watched, um, I watched, I stupidly watched a, a showreel video where um, it showed all the goals he conceded last season. And I stupidly watched it and thought, oh, yeah, let's not get him. Um, but I've been proven wrong just as I've been proven wrong. Ange, and it's OK to be wrong in this situation. Very, very happy that at least the people at Spurs are getting stuff right for once.
3: Yeah, well said. I think defensively uh, we improve um, every week. Um, Craig, let's come to you. In the 27th minute, Hoybier had a shot at the goalkeeper from 25 yards. Uh, in the 30th minute, Kuliseski with a run to Richarlison, who shot wide. Um, i tell you what, there were a lot of frustrated uh, people in the stadium because, of course, every Spurs fan wants it to work for Richarlison. They want to see him scoring goals, but that was a chance. He had to hit the target, didn't
4: he? Yeah, to be fair, Richarlison, I thought you worked extremely hard. Um, he put the miles in tonight, but he's just not a clinical finisher, is he? And you know, you think he's got his goal and he'll go on from there. And he's had to, he had chances against um, Baum, was it Bournemouth? No, Luton wasn't it? He had some good chances against Luton, and then again tonight. And you know, it does flash through my mind. I think I said it. If that was Harry Kane, that would be in the back of the net. And that's what you you kind of comparing him to one of the best strikers in world football the world's ever seen, so. But you know that's the territory you're in, and he's got to start putting them away. I do get frustrated with Richarlison. I like him, but he, he's incredibly frustrating sometimes. And I just wonder how much longer Angie's going to persevere with him, and or is Brendan Johnson going to be coming in on that side and and pushing for his place? Obviously, we've got Solomon out at the moment and Perisic, so. You know, there's a bit of leeway there for him. But with with Johnson pushing, I wouldn't be surprised to see Johnson perhaps start on Friday against Palace. Um, Although, like I say, Richarlison did work hard tonight. So um, he did put in a shift. But you've got to score goals and and do something from that position. Um, He wasn't quite doing it. There's something not quite right there. But, you know, he will keep trying, Richarlison. I, I hope it comes good for him.
3: Ollie, let's come to you. In the 31st minute, Madison to Son, light shot at the goalkeeper. A minute later, Rashadison with a clever ball uh, through to Udogi, which the shot was blocked. In the 34th minute, Madison shot the goalkeeper, comfortable save. And then, of course, the goal came a couple of minutes later. Uh, Rashadison to Son, what a finish. It looks like Son is back to the form that we saw him in the previous season, where, of course, he won the golden boot. He really has stepped up since Harry Kane has left, hasn't he?
1: yeah he has and he had to really i mean when you sell kane and you don't sign a like for like um striker somebody has to step up and i think every time that kane got injured it was always son who stepped up um and i think son relishes being the front the front man the main man and i think ever ever since we've put him i think there was a point where we put him on the left and we put charlis on up front and now we've kind of switched them and then ever since son has taken the center stage role the front the front man role he's just really excelled um there's, there's no doubt he's one of the best players in the league. Jamie Carragher said himself tonight. He said he's one of the best players in the league. Uh, players fear him. Um, I think it was Gary O'Neill in the studio said, when we played him this season, we, we talked about him pre-game. We talked about how to mark him. But you can't because he's so energetic. He gets around um, and he just makes stuff happen. So, yeah, so, Son is finally stepping up. Um, last season, I don't know what happened with him. I think it was just to sort of... Mentality thing. I think he he needed a an arm around the shoulder and a bit of a cuddle, and I think Pochettino has given him that. He is exactly the manager Son needs. Son 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 is like the epitome of sunshine. He is just a bundle of joy, and it doesn't work with a manager like Conte who's so aggressive and um, he's almost like a teacher, like an angry teacher. You need a dad character, like an uncle, and that's what he's got, and that's how you get the best out of him. You need man management, and that's what andrew has got. So I think that is the reason for Son's um, rise to excellence again. Um, and long may it continue.
3: Oli, what are your thoughts on Um, Do you think that it will work for him? Do you think that he's doing enough in games for Ad to be happy with his performances?
1: Um, my thoughts on Richarlison, I was talking to my flatmate about this tonight. So we signed him for £60 million. That sets a certain expectation. But I don't think he's the player that some people think he is. I think he's not a goal scorer, even though every time he goes to Brazil, he turns into a Lionel Messi, a prime Cristiano Ronaldo. Not lately, but, you know, in the World Cup, he scored that worldly overhead kick. Um, but when he comes back to Spurs, he's suddenly not the player we want him to be. And because we signed him for such a big lump sum of money, which he was never worth, by the way, um, we expect him to score every game. What I do like about him is, as you said, Craig, he does put in a shift. He does work hard and i i feel like every time richardson's on the pitch something has the potential to happen whether it happens or not but when when he's on the pitch you know he can pop up and score a last minute header from a corner he can put in a boot he can square up to somebody and cause some trouble um thanks dad and <laughs> he can he can make stuff happen he's got the temperament um he's the kind of player you want in a derby um he's he's just someone you want to have around and yeah I think I think in January I'd like to see us sign I'd like to see a sign Ali Watkins. I want I want to see us sign a player who can get 20 a season. Obviously son can do that. Um but you know if, if we could switch son to the left and then have the option to have somebody up front who can score then that would be good. Uh, and you know you got Brennan Johnson as well. But I just think I I'm a fan of Richarlison as long as he keeps offering us something like today he got an assist. Um he worked hard he keeps battling um, he's got that presence. He's got an aerial presence, and he's got he's got the link-up play, and he's got technical ability. Um, so he's he's got a bit of everything. The only thing he doesn't have is goal scoring, um, and that's something we need to improve with him. But I think it'll come in time. You know, this team creates so many opportunities. There's so much going on. We attack with every every opportunity we get. So he will get goals. It will come. Um, I think he's had a huge confidence knock. He was talking recently about how. You know, he wasn't the player he used to be. I think he went to Brazil and he was talking about his struggles as well. So it's clearly a it's a him problem. Um, I think he will come for him. But, yeah, if he keeps working hard, um, the opportunities will come. But I just, I just like that he's a hard worker.
3: Craig, let's come to you. Um, Kuliseski had a, a fantastic chance just before the halftime break. Chose to pass the ball instead of shoot. he done exactly the same in the second half as well. Were you... Were you surprised by that
4: decision making? Frustrated, to be honest with you, because it was the end of a lovely move. And I thought, just shoot, just shoot, especially that first half one. I think I think the shot was easier than the pass, to be honest with you. It's one of those situations that I thought, well, this is in the back of the net. And he just decided to pass. So he was almost trying to create the perfect goal and didn't need to be. He could have just had the shot. And again, like you say, second half, it was exactly the same thing. I thought he had a really good game, Kulisewski, but just sometimes trying to overplay it. You know, the easiest, simplest thing is to just shoot from where he was. Certainly, I think you would look back on that. I just can't believe somebody like him wouldn't shoot. It was just really, really bizarre that, you know, you've seen him shoot from that sort of angle before, and further out. And and it's it was just a, it was just weird for me. I don't know whether they've whether they've worked on things like that in training, and that's how Andrew wants them. But I can't believe that for one second. By the way, I just I just think they're trying to overplay it. I don't know why. Because, like I say, I think it was easier to take the shot than the pass. But um, he had a good game. He had a really good game tonight, Kuliszewski. I think he was dead on his feet at the end, to be honest with you. I think he put, I'd think love to know uh, how many kilometres he ran tonight because he must have been up there with, uh, with one of the furthest runs on the pitch. But, uh, yeah, why he didn't shoot, Chris, I don't, I don't know. It was re- really odd, very strange.
3: Well, of course, the half time score was 1 0 to Tottenham. Uh, Postacoglu's just had his press conference and said, I thought our pressing was outstanding the whole game, but really disappointed with the second half. With the ball, it was probably the worst 45 minutes we've had all year. We should have had more control. He then went on to say, We have to improve. We can be better. Absolutely, we can. Ollie, is that a fair assessment of the second half?
1: um i like i like it um i like when a man i like when we play well and a manager says it's not good enough because it's like wow like we can get better um yeah i think the second half was kind of sloppy i think we as soon as the second went in we kind of just reined it in a bit and i think it was a bit of damage um damage prevention and just sort of keep the clean sheet wrap it up um yeah i think i think it was a case of job done um, which is not the Spurs way. We should have gone for more. But then, you know, did that? Could that have let uh, Fulham back into it? I don't know. Um, as I say, Fulham—they had opportunities. They they probably had enough chances to to score twice at the end. Um, but then again, I wasn't worried. Like it just seemed like we had it under control. Um, Calvin Bassey, I think he he was a closet Spurs fan. I think he he kind of just won it for us. Um, so if it wasn't for Calvin Bassey, I mean. Yeah, I think I think we, yeah, there's no doubt that we can improve. And I think it's it's so good to have a manager who keeps seeking more from us. Um but yeah, like we in the in the second half we did we did drop off a lot. Um at the same time, I wasn't mad about it because I was kind of happy that we were conserving energy. Let's not forget we got another game on Friday. Um, quick turnaround. So I wasn't mad about it. You know, we, we subbed off Son, we subbed off Madison, we subbed off a dogie. We could afford to do that. Um, so I think Ange kind of thinks about the future, he thinks about the next game, Um, but yeah, he he should be demanding of the players because we've got the squad to do special things uh, and we'd all love to see us trounce Fulham 5-0 tonight. Um, I'm kind of glad that we didn't go hell for leather because it wasn't necessary, Um, but we were sloppy at the end, but I think that's that's only going to happen when you take off Udogi, when you take off Madison, when you take off Son, when you take off Saar um, and you bring on players like the Celso um skip you know you're gonna get sloppy because they're not as good as the guys who came off so it's to be expected and I wasn't surprised by anything I saw tonight um yes the second half wasn't as good as the first half but got the job done and that's all that matters I mean we 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 scrapped to a one um two one was it against Luton um Whatever it was, it was a it was a narrow win. So we, we got that, we got the job done there, we got the job done here. That's all I think that's all that matters, really. But you know, we can only get better, and that's a good one.
3: One 0 Ollie. It was oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Craig, let's come to you. Um in the second half, in the fifty-second minute, Kuliseski to Hunmin Son to Rashaleson, who shot over the bar. Um, another chance for Rashaleson, not on target. Um, a couple of minutes later, we did go two 0 up. Uh, Hunmin Son to Madison, uh, Great finish from him. Uh, first goal in the Spurs shirt, as I mentioned earlier, uh, at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, Madison has been incredible. What an incredible signing he has been since walking through the door here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium.
4: Yeah, I'd say signing sign in of the summer, not just for Tottenham, just in the Premier League as a whole. I think £40 million, um, is a snip. Um, as I've said in the a few times, I liked Madison when he was in Norwich. Um, I wanted to take him when, when Leicester went in for him. I just think he's an outstanding player. He just fits Tottenham. He's just a Tottenham player, isn't he? I, I, like the song we used to sing to Gareth Bale, you know, he was born, he was born to play for Spurs. I, I can see it with Madison as well. He, he's, he's just fits that number 10 role perfectly. He wouldn't have worked under Conte or Mourinho, wouldn't he, oddly enough? He, he's, but we've got a manager that can wants to play with a number 10 essentially and and he's just slotted in there perfectly um i think he'd be a massive loss if we ever lose him for a couple of games um i think that that could be where the wheels come off but you can see when he goes off the pitch that there's not much creativity there but as ollie said i think they were probably just conserving energy for the for the friday game to be fair so um probably shouldn't have expected too much from the last 15 minutes tonight um, I would like to actually um, go back to something I said on the date a certain striker left us, and I predict you asked me where do I think Spurs will finish next season. And I know we were all fed up that evening, but I believe I said I think Spurs will finish tenth. Uh, I'd probably like to revise that now, so uh, I, and I'll change to top four. But uh, <coughs> I think look, if we can keep everyone fit, including Madison... We're going to be in the discussion. If we're still up there hovering around the top three come January, February, you kind of get a little bit excited. There's nothing wrong with getting excited and being happy about the way we're playing and where we are. Absolutely. We've had years of being cracked. Uh, enjoy it, enjoy it all while it lasts. And um, like Anne said, get carried away. I'm personally not, but I, th- I think like you said, Chris, inside I am a little bit because I, I don't know how many times I looked at that league table over the international break, just to, just to see us at the top there. And I'll probably look at it this week. Because, of, you know, we're not used to it. We're not Manchester City, are oh, we? We're not used to being up there. So, you know, enjoy it. But I'm trying not to trying not to get carried away.
3: Holly, is that when the realism amongst the Tottenham Hotspur fan base will kick in once we have a couple of injuries?
1: Yeah, uh, people keep saying to me... Um, you know wait till Madison gets injured wait till get, wait till Sun gets injured then what are you going to do um yeah that would be the biggest challenge let's not um I'm touching wood here let's make sure that doesn't happen because yeah I think I think if you take away Madison from this team you take away the engine you take away the fire that's burning um that's keeping us going um you know you, you saw today Lacelso steps in and we're a different team that's just completely one-dimensional uh, and Madison, as you said, Craig, he's, he's got x-ray vision. Um, he sees the game like nobody else. I, th- I actually think Madison was the kind of Harry Kane replacement that none of us thought we were getting. Just a guy who's running the show, scores, assists, drives the team forward. Um, he's, he's he's absolutely class. And as soon as we signed him, I, I thought this is the signing of the summer for 40 million. I was like, what are you guys doing? Uh, why, is no, why is Chelsea not going for him? Why is Newcastle not going for him? Um, they went for Tone Ali over Madison. Bad decision. Um, obviously, they weren't to have the hindsight, but I knew we were getting a banger. and We've got a banger. Um, he is just he leads by example. I think he's one of the I think he's the third vice captain. Um, yeah, he's integral. So, yeah, let's hope he let, let's hope he stay. You know, we'll wrap him in cotton wool, hopefully, and keep him fresh. And um, same with Son. But you know what I like about this team? And my response to the person who asked me, what are you are going to do when Madison or Son gets injured? I think everybody steps up in this team. And I think we were too reliant on Kane. And I think we were too reliant on him making things happen. And since he's gone, I think everybody steps up and does their job. Um, and I think we work really, really hard as a team. Anyone who comes in does, does the business. And I think that would happen again. Um, yes, if Madison got injured, we would probably suffer a lot. Um, but you know, we lost Persuma tonight. Persuma, probably one of our best players of the season. He goes, Hoiberg comes in, done a done a great job. Um, I thought he deputized really, really well tonight. Didn't, you know, didn't um didn't blow down any trees. Um, but he was solid. He 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 was um he was integral tonight, just winning the ball, keeping things ticking along. Um and I think that'll be the case if if and when we lose somebody to injury. I think it's just that it's a team game now. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things that Ange has changed. He's just, he's improved every single member of that squad. And that will be the case if somebody has to step in and deputise, he'll improve them too.
3: Ollie, you mentioned there, um, of course, Basuma was suspended today um, and hoybier uh, came in. Now, when you look at this starting 11, Vacario, Poro, Romero, Van der Ven, doggy, Saar, Hoybier, Madison, Maddison, and Hunmin Son. Now, when Benton Kerr is fit and available to uh, play a part in matches again, if you were to pick the best starting eleven at Tottenham Hotspur, does Benton Kerr get into this team? Does Basuma uh, replace Hoybier here? Who gets in? Who misses out?
1: Um, yeah, I think Benton Kerr is a different level. I think he's a different gravy. Um, you know, when we were really in the doldrums under Conte, Belt ben ben was the one dragging us through games. Um, you know, he's so creative. Um, he's got such great vision. He's so technical on the ball. He's got such great ability. Um, I would play him with Basuma. And from the start of the season, I said when Ben was back, him and Basuma, I think that would be our best um, midfield two in the middle there. I think it will be really tough on Saar because he's been so good this season. But I think Ben Tancor uh, and Basuma are a level above. Um, so that would have to be it unfortunately, for Sar. Um, I don't know when Bento calls back. I don't, I don't think he'll be too long away. Um, but, yeah, he's... I mean, to be fair, when he comes back, he might not be ready to go. Um, so he might have to sort of earn his way back in. But in time, you know... Um, so, yeah, I think he's he's got to come back in.
3: I think it's a great problem for Posta Coglu to have, though, when you've got depth. Uh, because, of course, we're all... Thinking about you know having a couple of injuries and it's going to be a very very different starting eleven. Um, now shortly after the second goal, your uh, doggy came off. Emerson Royale came on. Uh, Antiposticoglu made a number of subs after that as well. In the 62nd minute, uh, Skip came on. Saar went off. Rashalison had a shot over the bar again uh, in the 75th minute, and then a treble sub in the 81st minute. Uh, Rashalison, Madison, and Son going off. Viles, Johnson, Loselso coming on. Hunmin Son was hugged by and Prostokoglu. Uh, and then in the 84th minute, Fulham had a chance. Vicario saved yet again. Another great save from uh, Vicario. Great.
4: Yeah, again, like I touched on before, um, it was probably e- easier save than the one in the first half. Um, and it was a save he'd been expected to make. It was a nice height and a lot more closer to him, but he still had to make it and he pushed it away from danger. Um, luckily, Jimenez is... Um, is a striker low in confidence. I don't think he scored for something like 30 games or something like that. I can't quite believe that with a striker of his quality, but, um, there you go. It was a striker that was short on confidence and, um, had done his job and kept the clean sheet, which, um, which I've, i don't know how many we've had this season. Is it three now? Three or four he's had. Um, but he is, he is looking like one of the, one of the buyers of, of the summer for Tottenham, um, even though, like we said, he, he wasn't the first choice keeper for for, for any of us, really. Um, I'd never heard of him, to be fair. And, of course, we're, we're so quick to write off players we've never heard of. It just goes to show that you, sh- you shouldn't do that, you know. Um, it, it will be int- It was interesting tonight. I don't know whether Davies was um, injured or just not available just not selected. But we didn't have a natural left back on the... On the bench, and that's why Royale came on and and played. I think Porro was there for a little while. I think they seem to swap round a bit, um, but obviously they've tried that in training, and he does obviously prefer um, Emerson um, there than Ben Davies. Um, so, so, so yeah. I mean, going back to Vicario, I really like the guy. I really do, and and you can see that the trust is being built there with him and the back four. Uh, especially the, the centre-back pair in Van and, and Romero and Vicario that little triangle and they trust each other although it gives me a heart attack when they play around at the back and they're going to lose it a couple of times and they're going to going make us all sweat a little bit uh, more often than not they get it right um, and, and fair play to him because he didn't look particularly good with his feet when he came in but he's great. they've obviously worked on that and he's got a lot better so kudos to him for that
3: Polly, let's come to you. Um, of course, we're next in action in the Premier League on Friday evening at Selhurst Park against Crystal Palace. Of course, their last result, losing 4-0 at St James' Park against Newcastle. Uh, what have you made of Palace so far this season and what do you expect on Friday? Do you expect that Andrew Costa Coglu going to go with the same starting 11 this evening?
1: Um, yeah, I've been impressed by Palace. Apart from obviously they got smashed by Newcastle, but I've got, uh, there's a couple of, um, crystal palace fans in the office and they're always giving me the lowdown on, you know, all their, their top stars. You know, they got Eze. uh, they lost Zaha, which was a big thing for them, but they got Eze. they've got, um, who's the guy, uh, the, the former Celtic striker, I can't remember his name now, um, Edward. and they got, they got a few really, really decent players. Um, and on their day, they're really tricky. I, I think I'm right in saying that we don't have a great record at Palace. Um, you know, they've they've done us over a few times. Um, obviously got good memories of the Deli Alley turn and turn and shot goal that was so incredible, the little flick over his head. Um, I think yeah, I think I think he probably will make a couple of changes just because there's such a tight turnaround. Um, if you think about, you know, Saturday to Wednesday, if we were in the Champions League, and would make changes. So I think you can expect to see a couple of changes. Um I think that's why he took off Madison and Son to keep them fresh. Uh, I think they'll start maybe, you know, Brennan Johnson could come in for Richarlison. I know Richarlison got the assist tonight, but would, I'd like to see Brennan Johnson start. Um, yeah, that back, that back two with um, Romero and Van der Ven will probably stay the same. But um, yeah, I think a couple of changes, but yeah, P- Palos are a good team. I mean, Hodgson sets them up really well. They're really solid. Yeah. Um, but you know, it'll be it'll be tough. I think we'll get the win. I think it'll be another sort of two nil result, which is very rare for me to predict a two-nil uh first win. Um but yeah, I, I think I think we'll get the job done. But I don't I don't think it'll be easy, um, especially if we have to rotate the team around. Um but yeah, feeling positive about that. But yeah, Palace are no they're no pushovers, even though they got um thumped by by Newcastle. But you know, um you should always fear a team that's just been thrashed because they need to put things right.
3: Do you know, Ollie, I completely agree with you. I expect another 2 0 win for Spurs on Friday evening. And wouldn't it, wouldn't it be a great feeling for all of us to be five points clear at the Premier League uh, on top of the Premier League table? Um, Craig, what are you expecting? Do you think Ankosikogli will make any changes to the starting 11 and
4: your score bleak? Yeah, it's, it's a funny one because obviously, if Basuma comes back in and he gets booked, he's going to miss Chelsea. So, is he. Would would he rest Besouma? I don't know. I don't know. But it's a bit of a risk that he misses the Chelsea game. You'd think you'd want him for Chelsea. Thought well, I'd be a, did okay tonight. Um, tough one. It really is. Depends. Depends how bad Sal's knock was. I mean, he, he came off. As I say, might be precautionary. Might not have a choice but to play Besuma in there. So. Mm, I th- I I think he'll make a couple of changes. I think Richardson will get a rest. I think he'll bring in Johnson on the on the left. I think, depending on Sar's fitness, I think he'll – if Sar's fit enough, I think he'll probably go with Sar and Hoybier and not risk Bissouma and save him for the Chelsea game because he's bound to get booked against Chelsea, whatever. So I don't know who our next game is after Chelsea. I can't remember, but um, – I would imagine you'd, you'd not want to risk him for that, but yeah, hey, you never know. He, he might, he might just, might just sling him in there and hope for the best. But uh, I don't think he's going to tweak it too much, if uh, as long as everybody's fit, of course. Wolves away is Craig.
3: Early kickoff
4: on a Saturday, twelve thirty. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I think he'd rather have him for Chelsea then. But Wolves, yeah, you know, Wolves, um, Wolves are no pushovers at the moment. Um, so. There's no, look, there's no easy games in the Premier League, is there? You know, <laughs> you only look at what happened against Luton. So, you know, I, I do want us to absolutely hammer a team no, soon because we're creating the chances. Right, you could say it was a comfortable win tonight, but, I, you know, we, we should have scored three or four goals tonight. And i probably agree with Ange. I thought there were stages in that second half where it was a bit sloppy. The, the passing for five minutes was terrible. It was, you know, people, Misplaced passes, people losing control of the ball, and luckily Fulham were no better, so so we, we got away with it. But uh, look, fully deserved to win the game tonight. But it just, just to some of the, I can see why Andy wasn't happy with that second half tonight.
3: Well, after Andy's comments in the press conference, I'm sure he'll demand the win. He'll demand a good performance on Friday yeah. evening. Um, Ollie, it's been a pleasure having you back on. Uh thanks so much for your time. Um, where can people find you on social media and what are you up to at the moment?
1: Um, yeah, you can find me on X, as it's now known, under Ollie Gamp. Uh give us a follow. I'm always talking about Spurs. I talk about boxing a lot. Um we've actually just launched a boxing channel on male sport, which I'm doing I'm doing a few interviews on. I interviewed John Fury the other day. Very interesting. He he gave me a bit of stick for saying that AJ would beat wilder. So we had a funny little confrontation. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, I, I interviewed Jermaine Pennant as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a few bits and bobs. Um, I'm going to a few games at the moment. I was at Brentford the other day, which was exciting. Um, so, yeah, just keep keep a look out for my bits and bobs on Malesport.
3: Well, Ollie, thank you so much for your time. And Craig, thank you so much for your time. And uh, where can people find you?
4: Yeah, at DM and 9 on X. Um, if you want to give me a follow, that'd be lovely. Um, mainly tweet stuff about Spurs. Um, so, yeah, just give us a follow. That'd be great. I'm going to go for a 2-1 Spurs win on, on on Friday night and have us five points clear before everyone else kicks off on Saturday. Wouldn't that be lovely?
3: That'd be a great feeling. Five points clear on Friday night. Let's hope that that is the case. Um, Thanks to Ricky for joining us. And uh, as I said earlier, we wish him all of the very best uh, with the Dancing on Ice uh, episodes. And hopefully he can bring home that trophy in early 2024. Holly, <laughs> nice. thank you so much for your time, Craig. Thank you so much. Thanks for watching, no everyone. Thanks for listening. And thanks to all of your supporters, as always. And we will see you on the next one. Until then, come on, you Spurs.
0: Come on, you Spurs.